Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. that there are no rows out today except for the one that is at the very back Um, and uh, it's done intentionally this week uh, because we are uh, continuing our series on this is us our story what we believe in what we want to be known by and of course community groups has been something that we have been uh, you know pushing for the last a little while uh, over the last year and a half and and it's amazing to watch uh, how God has been using community groups to continue to build relationship and connectedness among us, and that's our heart. But but community groups builds an avenue where relationships can run a little deeper. And community groups for us is everything from Bible study to you know playing hockey on a Sunday night or ball hockey occasionally, or maybe you're part of the joy group every once in a while, you know that type of thing where we get together. Some are Bible studies, some are just social connections, but they build relationships. Authentic relationships is our heart. Because we know that authentic relationships can shape authentic faith in one another. And that's our goal and that's our passion. And so today we put you at tables on purpose. And so we're going to do a little bit of an interactive message today. There's going to be a couple of questions that we want you to discuss amongst yourselves at your table. And then uh, we're going to let some of our community group leaders that are here today to give a really brief uh, shout out to their community group. Basically, they're throwing their pitch at you. And uh, we're going to try to sell you on it to find your avenue where you can continue to develop deeper relationships with people that you go to church with. And so we're going to start with this. I want you to, at your table, uh, to talk about um, something, doesn't matter what it is, could be funny, serious, or whatever, something that has added or brought benefit to your life more than you could ever imagine, all right? Something that has bettered your life or added to your life more than you can ever imagine. Go ahead, at your tables, discuss. why we do that is because at our community groups we hope that you're interacting on those kinds of levels where you're talking about stuff and they can be serious and they can be funny and all that kind of stuff and again that's a whole point today the muffins at the table food Donna Burst has said to me so many times Craig you can't have a community group without food I don't think you can be a churchgoer and not have food you know what I mean like every event's got to have food and I'm okay with that you know as long as it's low carb but anyways for now anyways uh not this past week but anyways so but I, I, I want to, you know, if for, there's a lot of ways to answer that question. I mean, I could tell you a, a remote control, you know, uh, those kinds of things. You know, I could talk about some funny stuff. But in light of our conversation today, you know, <clears throat> and knowing that we were going to have this discussion way back when, I started looking at, you know, how much I value my own community, my, my crew, my family, my kids, Cora. You know, how much Cora and I over the years, you know, there are times where I don't even have to say anything when I walk inside the house. She already knows something's bothering me or whatever, and she knows when to give me enough space and when not to give me any space and be right there to ask the question and, and just talking through some things. And, and, you know, our late night runs to Walmart on a Sunday night to do, you know, snack shopping, and that's our thing where we just kind of connect um, you know, and just, you know, because of, you know, always hard with, you know, especially with younger kids, finding that time. And I'm so grateful for them because, man, they've just poured into my life. But I've also had some incredible friends over the years, some here, some over the years of doing ministry in different places. And, 
knowing that I could pick up the phone and call them or talk to them at any point to talk about things that are challenging me or even just good things and what's going on or to find out what's going on inside of their lives. In fact, over the last little while in this pursuit of trying to become healthier and working out and dieting and stuff like that, you know, I've had a few guys, and our group continues to grow, by the way, on, on, uh, during the week, and I'm still pushing a few others to join us, but, you know, the guys that I work out with and just the conversation and what's been going on, and, and you know, it's funny because, you know, there's been moments in life where, you know, I just needed an outlet. In fact, I found out that, and I'm probably not the only one like this, that I found out a number, uh, about two years ago that when I did a leadership aptitude test that one of the things that makes me run better as far as purpose and drive is when I know that I'm fully supported. And when we made the move here, I had lost all of my support systems as far as physically. They're not around me now. My friends that I had in Simcoe, I got to build new friendships. And, and so I saw a coach and a coach kind of actually said to me, he's like, hey, this is your homework. You got to rebuild your network. And you got to rebuild it with the leaders that you have in your church. You have to rebuild it with people inside the church. And you have to rebuild it with other pastors in the area that you know, but you just haven't you know, connected with them in a long time. And so I'm so grateful for the guys that I work out with or a few of you guys that we've gone out for, you know, lunch or coffee or, you know, uh, breakfast or whatever it is because the impact on my life has been significant. And I've learned over the last year to really appreciate and value the words of King Solomon in Proverbs 17, 17, which says that a, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. When, the, when you look at the, the New Living Translation, it says that a friend is always loyal and a brother, uh, I can't remember if I put this up on the screen for you, but a brother, meaning a close friend, it's not just a physical brother, a close friend is born to help in the time of need. The idea is that no matter whether you're going through the good or the bad, you're, the real value in life is really having friends that care or love, or are loyal to you at all times. It doesn't matter whether you're going through the greatest part of your life or the worst part of your life. That person or those people remain consistently the same all the way through. And the same thing with a brother. There are moments where I love this. I started chewing on this a little bit, and I thought, man, born. We know that people are born for a specific time and season. We know that. The New Testament talks about how David was born for his generation. God is intentionally put, you know, positioned us in a certain point in time. I think there's a reason why Paul was at the beginning of the early church and not right now, because I mentioned it last week. I think Paul would super offend everybody on the planet. He would, Paul would be the guy that, that we should never let have social media, because that would just wreck things, you know? And there's another leader in the world that gets on social media that probably shouldn't. But anyways, we won't go into that, you know? But I love the fact that there's a purpose behind that brother or that close friends in the time of adversity. There's someone to anchor you. There's someone to support you. There's someone to be there for you. And that's my heart for community groups. That you and I, through community groups, this is an avenue that we can use. You, you've heard my heart before. You will hear it a lot in the next little while. There are aims and avenues. Our aim is for, for us to build authentic relationships that shape authentic faith. Our avenues are through community groups. Where you be a part of a group of people, whether it's occasional, uh, monthly, weekly, whatever it is, where you can find out and discover the truth of how powerful Proverbs 17, 17 can be inside your life. In fact, if there was anybody that I would ask you to be like, and I'm going to pick out someone in the Bible 
that, in fact, to be quite honest with you, I've rarely ever heard this person's name, but today I want you to become an Ittai. Anybody know who Ittai was? Ittai was a general in David's army, but the interesting thing about Ittai is that Ittai was not a Jew. He was not an Israelite. He was actually from Gath. He was a mercenary, and he had a group of, of men that chose to follow King David when he became king, and probably even before then. He might have been a part of David's mighty men long before David became king. And there was this moment in 2 Samuel chapter 15, which is interesting because David had a moment in his life, and I'm sure he had a few others, uh, that he would say these were other times in my life where I needed a friend. But this is a moment that he really needed his friend. And 2 Samuel tells a story of, of how King David's son Absalom, Absalom was David's third son. And Absalom wanted the throne. But Absalom was finding himself in a place of discipline because of an action that he took against a family member because that family member violated another family member. And so it was a revenge moment. But the way he went about it, David was angry and upset. And so he disciplined his son and kind of removed him from the, you know, that place or that position of authority. And so Absalom didn't like it too much. And so Absalom finds himself outside the city gates. And he would sit there and wait as people were coming in. And he would sow seeds of doubt to his father's leadership. Talk about family problems, right? And he would sit there as people were coming to get justice in the city. And he'd say, you know, I wish that my father would just make me a judge because I could bring justice for you, but I know he won't give you the kind of justice that you need. And what was beginning to happen was he was beginning to garner favor with the people, even to the point where the people's hearts, the scripture says, was being turned from David to Absalom. And while he was doing that, his popularity began to grow and his popularity began to draw more, you know, military guys. And all of a sudden he began to have the small little army and he's beginning to build up this momentum. And so at one point Absalom decides, I'm going to strike now without my dad even realizing it. And, and he's getting ready to attack David in the city that David is in. And so David, even though he's this mighty warrior, he's, he's, a, he's a strategist. He knows. And so he looks at all of his leaders because he had found out that this was coming his way. And he had said to all of his leaders, listen, we're going to flee the city. We're not running. We'll fight another day. We don't want the sword to come, you know, to this city, to these people. We're not prepared for this. So let's get out of here. We'll, again, we'll fight for another day. Let's, let's leave. And so, you know, we pick it up in 2 Samuel chapter uh, 15, verse 19, because as in verse 18, it says that the armies began to, you know, that were with David began to pass by him. And he noticed this group of 600 men from Gath. That was run and led by this general named Ittai. And it says this. The king turned to Ittai and he says, sorry, a leader in the man of Gath. And it's up on the screen. Why are you coming with us? Like, Ittai, why are you doing this, man? This is a family thing. This is, this is really an Israel thing. And you know what? You, you don't need to bother, man. Don't worry about it. You don't need to go the journey with us, man. Because, and he goes on to say, here's the reasons why. Go back to, to King Absalom because... Listen, your, your quest is in Israel, you're a foreigner in exile, and you've only arrived recently, you know, and, and what he's basically saying is, hey, listen, Absalom's not going to pick on you, man, so, so listen, instead of your guys following us and going wherever we're going to go, and he talks about that, so he, he's like, I don't even know where we're going, so why would I take you into the unknown? Just go back and enjoy the city, Absalom's not going to bother you, man, like, you're, you're, you're fine, don't worry about it, you don't have to do the journey with me. How many of us say that to people? 
You know what? Don't worry about it, man. I'm good. I don't, you know, the famous thing, right? When you ask someone how they're really doing and you don't, you know that you really don't get the, same, the right answer. Like, you're, you know it's not real. You know that you say, hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh, everything's great. Meanwhile, everything's collapsing behind them. Right? In fact, when I was preparing for this, I, I, I came across an interesting statistic that talks about, you know, how many people say that they are fine and they don't feel like they're alone when in reality they actually feel like they're doing life alone. And Itai says something really interesting. As David's trying to give him an out, you don't have to come. And he says this. And David spoke blessing on him too. He says, man, go back, take your kinsmen with you, and may the Lord show you unfailing love and faithfulness. Man, I'm not holding you to this, Itai. Verse 21, but Itai said to the king, I vow by the Lord and by your own life that I will go wherever my Lord, meaning Uh, Sorry, my Lord, the king, meaning David, wherever you go, no matter what happens, whether it leads to life or death, I'm with you. Three weeks ago or two weeks ago, we talked about how we want people to know that they belong and value and it's got to go beyond a handshake and a warm smile and introduction of a name, but it's to start to do life, to shift from friendship to family. This is part of that process. To get to a place where people know that no matter what I'm going through, through thick or thin, I've got some ties in my life. My challenge to you is to be an Ittai because if you are an Ittai, you will enjoy having Ittai's around you because it'll be reciprocated. The truth is, you know, I go back to Galatians. I was thinking about this this week, that whatever someone chooses to sow, the scripture says that you will reap. And we often think about that in the context of finances or spiritual things. But I'm, I, what I'm saying is, is that that's a principle right across the line that says, hey, listen, whatever you choose to do. So if you choose to be an Ittai, you'll get an Ittai back. If you choose to say to somebody, listen, I'm going to do life with you in such a way that no matter where you go, no matter how unknown it is, what you wrestle through, in the good or the bad, thick or thin, I've got you. I'm right there with you. I support you. You know, I'm not just here to do ministry. In fact, to be honest with you, this is part of my DNA as a pastor. I always made sure that no matter what we were doing and in the way of ministry, that my students or the people that I'm serving knew that I was actually interested in their life, not just their spirituality. That I'm not just here when we're doing church. I'm here throughout the week. That's why whenever somebody says, hey, let's grab coffee or, hey, let's grab breakfast or whatever, I do my best to make it happen because I want you to know that I care. If we have a chance like we did, you know, a week ago, Saturday, to head up to the Binbrook, Binbrook uh, County Fair. And, uh, and if you've ever been to the Norfolk County Fair, Binbrook looks like, well, great. Listen, if you're from Binbrook, I don't mean to offend you, but it's a little smaller. Let's just say it that way, you know. But it was so cool to be a part of a rodeo and to be with the Burses as Arlie was competing and, and just to be there for the afternoon and to celebrate with them as she rode her horse. Doing life. And every one of us can actually, I guarantee every one of us knows an Ittai in our life. So here's what I want you to do. For the next couple of minutes at your table, would you talk about How significant has it been to have someone like that in your life? What impact has that had on you to have somebody through thick and thin have your
go ahead and get started. I'm sure over the last couple of minutes you've talked about some incredible uh, reasons, and I wanted to reinforce that as we share with you some of the avenues. We actually have 16 different community groups. In fact, I'm going to invite all of our community group leaders that are here to come join me right now. I wanted to give them a few moments, uh, like literally like 30 seconds or less, to share. I'm, I'm, I'm tightening the screws because of the time. But uh, can I get all of our community group leaders to come on up here with me? And, uh, and we have 16 avenues. Not everyone's here today. And, uh, and they're going to just share really, really quickly about what their group is. And, I, and, and listen, uh, we're going to end with prayer, and then we're going to invite you to go to one of the tables. But the, again, the reason why I wanted to end on what are some of those benefits is because I want you to know that you can, ex, you can extend that scope today through your church family beyond a name to get to know people. And so here's what we'll do. We'll go rapid fire. We'll start at the very end here with the polls. And uh, no, no, we're starting down there, man. So get ready. And, and Jen, I mean 30. Listen, I'm just warning all of you guys right now. I will take the microphone away from you just so you know. I got no problem doing that. But uh, yeah, this is Mike and Susan. We're Mike and Susan Poole. Um, we're hosting a games night um, once a month on a Friday night. Um, we love uh, doing games with our family and friends, um, anything from board games, cards, dice, dominoes. And we thought, what better way to get to know more of our church family? So if you're free, come on out. I'm Jen. This is my husband, Greg. We are doing the or hosting the community parents group. So this is for like all ages of children parent, that you're parenting. Um, it's going to be Friday nights around 6. We're going to have a meal. Kids can come. Michaela's going to be stuck in the basement with them all. And um, we're just going to have a time of a little bit of a study, but mostly we just uh, want to be getting to know each other and supporting one another. Being a parent's tough, right? And uh, I said, I think I said in my little blurb, sometimes it feels like you're treading water, <laughs> and other times you're like bursting uh, with joy and happiness over these little humans. But um, and so we want to pray and, and be together in all of those times, but we'll pray extra hard in the treading water part. <laughs> Sorry. Bi-weekly. Beginning October 11th. I'm Karen Antoni, and I'm here to just invite you to come out to um, Tom and Donna Ferns. They're having a Ferns Connect Night on Monday nights. It's a very informal group of um, people who are interested in studying scripture together. We're going to focus on Luke in the weeks coming up, and it's very interactive. We are allowed to say if we want to go a slightly different way or whatever, and uh, we have good discussion. So please come out and join us. It's a great group. My name's Andrea Knott, and I have uh, two groups that I've got on the go. I really love to bring people together and connect people, get to know people better within the church. So one thing is the adult events that we have. Um, we've had a few things in the past. Coming up this Saturday, um, the Speed Potluck, of course. And also women's prayer and coffee. It's a time once a month, uh, different days of the week. Uh, you can see all that online. Um, but just a time to get together for some coffee. And if you have anything on your heart, you can share. And uh, we'll pray for you. 
My name is Marcia, and along with my husband, Cliff, and Alan and Wendy Walker, we're the group leaders of Joy, just older youth. So we get together <laughs> about uh, every six weeks for food, fun, and making friends. So if you're in the 50-plus-ish mark, and you'd like to come out and have a great evening, we'd love to see you. Thank you. I'm Nancy, and I host the Hen House Breakfast. The Hen House Breakfast is an opportunity for women to get together in a casual setting and connect with one another. It's scheduled for the second Saturday of each month from 9 to 11. Uh, there's always lots of farm fresh eggs and coffee and tea, and it's a time to relax and enjoy each other's company. The next one is October 12th, and look forward to seeing you there. Morning, my name's Julie, and along with Wendy Walker, uh, we host the Ladies Book Club. So we're excited to welcome all the ladies back to another season. I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the longest running community group uh, at uh, the church. So we have got a really great uh, diverse list of books set up for this season, lots of discussion, um, everything from a woman so desperate to save her children as she sells them, uh, a look at history behind the making of Queen Elizabeth II's uh, wedding gown and the women who created it, and uh, dash into old Hollywood to see the history of the inspiration behind the story of the wonderful Wizard of Oz. So we meet uh, once a month, October through April, and uh, we hope you'll come out and join us. Hi, my name is Mike Krinsky. Uh, if someone were to ask you why you believe what you believe, what would you say? And if someone uh, were to ask you why you think it's reasonable that God should exist, could you give an answer? Uh, not only one that would be meaningful to yourself, but one that might be meaningful to them. Uh, because it seems everyone is looking for answers to something, but what about answers to what ought to be life's mo most important questions? Uh, so I'm inviting you to join us for a four-part series we're going to call Answers. Uh, that'll explore how we can give meaningful answers to others and uh, perhaps to yourself as well. Uh, we'll be meeting once a month on Monday nights, uh, starting in October. I'll be around afterwards if anyone has any questions. Thanks. Hi, I'm uh, Craig Mueller, and we're hosting, I'm hosting with Jeff, uh, a men's breakfast. And uh, why, is, why do we need a men's breakfast? Well, it seems that when women start uh, groups, they run circles around men's groups. And I, I think it's... So I, I think it's really important for the men to connect, and we, we've already been doing some men's breakfasts, and I met some people that have been coming to the church for, like some men, for years, and I didn't know anything about them, and I made that connection, and I found it just uh, awesome. And you might be a person that hesitates to come out, but I, I just encourage you that you will not regret it. Uh, again, there's no pressure. It's, it's, I encourage you to sign up on the, on, the, on the sheet at the back. But again, there's no pressure. If, if, if you even come out just to one men's breakfast, that's great. And I don't think you'll walk away saying, I, I really regretted going to that uh, breakfast. And I think it's important to make these um, meaningful connections. It seems to be the theme that's running through all the, the groups. And uh, again, encourage you to come out. We're going to start up, I think, in in November. So again, uh, just come out. Thanks.
And they tried to get a date in October, but with all the stuff going on with the church, we just couldn't. But November 2nd will be the first one for the guys. Um, and, and are we ready to queue up this video in a second? Let me just rifle through a couple more that couldn't be here today. Uh, Journey Group with Jeff and Cheryl Campbell. They're meeting at the Hogavines. This is also another really long-running community group as well. And, uh, and they meet. They're doing a study called uh, On the Book of Mark. Uh, and and uh, talking about, uh, of course, the life of Jesus. Um, uh, we're going to show a video in a second here with evangelism and discipleship with Marcel. Uh, community hockey on Sunday nights, 9.30 to 10.30, Harry Howell Arena. And so if you're interested, you got to see Grant Burst. There is a cost, obviously, involved in that, uh, but you can be a part of that. Um, Yo, room for dessert. Uh, Grant and Donna couldn't be here today because they had a competition yesterday and uh, with, with Arlie. And so, but they're doing a group called uh, Room for Dessert. And so if you've been around Donna, you know the dessert's going to be killer. Uh, but it's going to be running, I believe it's on Tuesday evenings. And, uh, and there's no agenda except what you bring in in the way of life. And they just want to love on you and care for you and pray with you and believe for God to do great things and just want to make sure that people know that they're valued. They have a passion to invest in people through love and support and prayer. So it's just going to be led by, by whatever's in front of them. Uh, young adults, we're going to be doing occasional get-togethers with the young adults. And uh, the last one here, community ball hockey. Uh, Lyndon Young has been doing ball hockey uh, with a bunch of guys from community for a while now. And so I said, Lyndon, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, dude, we just need to make this a community group. And so every once in a while on a Sunday afternoon from 2 to 4, weather permitting, uh, you know, we're going to be playing street hockey either up in uh, Freelton or here in Waterdown at the high school and uh, with the orange ball. And then we stick Cody in net and tell him there's no pads and we shoot on him. It's a lot of fun. It's really great. Um, but what a way to get connected. Let me uh, take a look at the screen at the last one. This is Marcel with Evangelism and Discipleship. Good morning, Good morning community church. I just wanted to say hi from New Jersey. We are actually doing a training here, how to disciple people and how to share the gospel on the streets. Actually, tomorrow we'll be baptizing people in here. But uh, I wanted to share with you a little bit more about what we want to do in my group. <laughs> in our group on Wednesday night, you will learn about the gospel and how to share the gospel with others. On Wednesday night, we'll take opportunity to teach you and also show you as we are also demonstrating that by going out on the streets and share the gospel and also pray for people for healing. And this is something you will learn and do. Yes, this is show us. Look at that. Wow, she's walking without pain. Hallelujah, praise Jesus. And now you do it so good. It's amazing, huh? God is good. Yeah, it's only God. It's only Jesus. Jesus loves you so much. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. See, that's why we Salt and light. So you have an opportunity to be a part of Marcel's group. It's already meeting on Wednesday nights. I'm just, I'm moved. I'm moved because we have the greatest hope. And to not share it is to be irresponsible. And to love on people and to learn those skills. And I love every one of the hearts of every one of these leaders. Can we just thank them all right now? Can we do that? Let me see the Thanks, guys. We're good. Thank you. I love that. And uh, so there's, there's avenues 
to deepen your relationships, to growing God, to it's everything that we have a hunger and a passion to do here at Community. This is our story. That we're, it's not just a place where you belong. It's not just a place that you serve. But it's a place where you begin to deepen your relationships and engage one another in authentic relationships that will shape authentic faith, that will begin to pull stuff outside of you, and you will begin to see God do things so powerfully through those moments. You're going to want to be a part of it. So after the service, our group leaders are going to be back there. You can sign up. They will contact you. If you're not sure what you want to do, you can go to the website afterwards. Everything links to a group description. So just go to communitychurch.ca slash or forward slash community groups it's right there you can read a small description you can hit more information it'll take you to another page with a lot more in-depth information you can join a group right there your email will go to them all that good stuff but be a part of something and grow in Jesus together do life together the way God meant us to do be an itai so that you can have some itais in your life as well one last thing every community group I always encourage them about prayer and uh, I want you to join me in prayer today uh, for a specific need, if we can do that. Uh, a few months ago, uh, probably just around the, uh, the middle of July, somewhere in around there, uh, Heather, our administrator, uh, came into my office, and uh, she was a little quiet at first, and, and I looked at her, and I just said, you guys are thinking about moving, aren't you? And so what had happened was, after Heather had taken her job here, Mike, her husband, was sitting right down here, landed an amazing job with a, ma a great organization. And the hope was that eventually, uh, you know, Mike would start up in Goderich in that area and then kind of make his way back this direction. Uh, but that hasn't happened uh, yet, and it doesn't look like it's happening anytime in the future. Uh, and so, you know, it's been tough on the family because Mike's been up there for a few days a week and five days a week, actually, and then home on the weekends. And obviously just zeroing in on his family for those couple of days and, and Heather's carrying a job and then we got the two kids and whatever. And so it was no surprise. Uh, you know, of course, uh, internally you're, you know, like disappointed because, you know, you got the team in place and everything's going. We're making changes to uh, Heather's role so that it's a little bit easier and different things like that and, and more effective in a way that God's, uh, you know, wired her and all those kinds of things. And, and so you've seen a lot of change in the infrastructure, which is intentional because, you know, great churches are built on great teams and not just paid team members. It's everybody coming together to do that. And so we've been working really hard. And so Heather just said, you know what, we've prayed about it, we've talked about it, and we just feel like we need to, uh, for the sake of the family, uh, to move to Goddard to be together, obviously. And so, of course, no one's going to have a problem with that. We all understand that. That's important, and we support and value uh, the decision. And, uh, and also in doing so, Heather's actually going to be uh, doing some, she's already started, actually, online courses to finish up her education because she has a heart and a passion to continue in ministry, uh, not just in an administrative capacity, but in a pastoral way. And so uh, she's starting that now. And uh, so October 6th will be Heather's last uh, Sunday with us. They won't be here this weekend. Heather, you can come join me. Mike, if you want to join her as well. Um, and I'll let Heather say a quick word here, and then we're going to pray over her today. Uh, I felt it was good to do it today because of community groups. It's about supporting our, each other, right, in the good and in the bad. 
and in the adversity and all the different things, the transitions of life. And so we're excited for them as a family. We're excited about uh, the future, the ministry, the education. Uh, you know, if you know Heather, she's, this, that's her wheelhouse, man. She's going to love studying and doing all that kind of stuff. But her heart is to be in full-time ministry on that level. And, and so uh, we want to be praying for a couple of things. One, for the sale of the home. We need to get that going, right? It's been up for a little bit. Lots of, a lot, a lot of people going through. It's a beautiful home. If you're looking for a home, you can see them afterwards. And, uh, right, that was a good pitch. I can help you out there, right? If you know somebody looking for a home. But anyways, beautiful home. And, uh, and so, you know, we need to see that sold for the, so that they can make this move sooner than later. And, of course, uh, as Heather makes her way into, the, you know, as far as doing online with uh, education, that God would only help her with that, but get it done, and then an open a door wherever they are for her to continue to fulfill what God's called her to do in the way of purpose. And so we want to be praying for those things. I want to give Heather just a second here to share uh, in her own words, and then we're going to stand and pray. I think he pretty much summed it up, but I just want to reiterate that this was a very difficult decision because uh, you guys are amazing. You guys are a family, and you definitely make me feel like I'm in your family. Um, so, you know, even though I might be two hours north, drop me a line and stay in touch because uh, they got a beautiful beach and I'd love to see you. But, <laughs> but in honesty, just, you know, keep praying for my journey because I know that God has big things in store and um, I'm just waiting on him to open the doors and, you know, push me in the right direction. Right. So uh, yeah, just keep me in mind and keep me in prayer. Uh, you know what? I think it'd be appropriate before we stand. Can we just thank her and applaud her for all of the amazing work that she has done? Man, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of time. And I, I've said to the staff, I've said it to individuals, uh, what a remarkable change in even in a year of where we are administratively, infrastructure, uh, sorting out all of these details. We're getting stuff in line. She's even got a binder. I've seen the binder. It's, you know, and she's got it, which is really great for whoever's coming in next. And we, we trust as God is leading them that God's going to, you, you know my heart about this. I, I, I don't love transition, but I trust God enough that as God is blessing you guys with a new journey, that, that God's going to open the door for somebody else. And, uh, and we'll address that in the coming weeks. But, um, but anyways, would you all stand with me? And can I ask any of my pastor's council uh, and uh, staff um, that would just come alongside right now, uh, Heather and Mike here, and kids are upstairs. So, you know, we're going to miss having the kids, you know, not hanging around the office. It's always fun. Lucy likes to knock on my door and come in and have a little chat. And it's always cool, you know, and and, uh, and so it's been, it's been awesome to have uh, Heather as a part of this team. So would you stretch a hand towards uh, Heather and Mike today? And would you just begin to speak blessing before we pray today? Just a blessing on them, man. Just the richness and the goodness of God uh, in the future right now. Go ahead. We're just so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. God, we're so grateful that you opened the door for Heather to join us and to be a part of this team, for her and Mike coming to this church and being a part of this church. And God, we know that the last number of months have not been easy on them as a family, but God, they 
uh, they just trusted you and they made do and they worked through some things. But God, in their prayer time and spending time with you, they just felt that release to make that move up to Goderich. And so God, or that area, we just pray right now the blessing and the favor of God upon them as a couple and upon their family right now. Uh, that, God, you would just continue to, uh, even the time, even in the transition, while the house is selling, and we're believing for the house to sell quickly, Lord God, that there will come a release right now in the name of Jesus, that, God, the right buyer would walk in today or tomorrow, and that, God, this deal would get done. But, God, I just pray that, Lord, you would restore and give them even more time together as a family that has been lost in the last year or so, even though I know, God, they've made it up in, in leaps and bounds and in, in other opportunities in different ways. And so, God, I just pray the richest blessing of God. And Father, we pray for Heather as she continues on with her studies, God, and God continues to step into her future and, uh, and the calling of God. Uh, Lord, she's been an incredible administrator, but we all recognize the heart for ministry is there. And God, that's one of the reasons why we felt led to hire her, because we saw that as a future possibility. And so, God, I just pray that over the next few months you prepare her, that God, a door would open up in, in a church or another organization where she can use the giftings that you've placed in her life for the kingdom and the glory of God. And again, God, bless this couple bless their family, sell their home, Lord God, open an incredible door and continue to use them and bless another congregation and another church family with them. And God, may we continue to love them and care for them and support them. Even though they may not be here physically, they're still part of our family and we speak blessing on them today in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Be blessed. Man, you speak blessing. So if you get a chance, talk to Heather before you go. Sign up for a community group. And be a part of things. And uh, October 6th is the last Sunday that Heather will be here. They won't be here this weekend because they got a family thing. Uh, but October 6th, we're going to have like some uh, apple fritters. And we're going to celebrate Heather. It's going to be good. Don't miss it. God bless you, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.com.